Hello, I'm John Kenny, the Relationship Guy, and Relationship Coach, helping people to create healthy, intimate relationships. Welcome to the show, the show where we talk about all things relationships with a mix of my own relationship ramblings and some great guests from all walks of life who will be discussing the importance of relationships to them. Hello, so my guest today is a glass half full kind of girl and she helps midlife women find their way out of limbo using coaching and something I'm really interested to find more about is human design. Welcome to the show, Jacqueline Kemp. Hi, John. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, When we connected, we just had one of those conversations that had us going, actually, we've got a few things that we could have a good chat about. So it's great to be on your show today. Thank you. That's absolutely fine. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Yeah, I remember we, we talked, uh, I think, at a networking, wasn't it? And we had yeah. like 10 minutes to chat and it was like, no, don't shut the breakout room. <laughs> need to talk about that was it. Yeah, yeah let's it, get on the it? podcast and do that. That's it. Absolutely. Yeah, it was It was a really great chat, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, obviously, a very brief introduction to who you are, what you do. So please tell the listeners more about yourself. Gladly. So I am, as I've mentioned, a glass half full kind of girl. But what does that mean? I'm somebody who helps people find new perspectives on things, find ways to look at what they're going through and where they're at in a slightly different way so that they can start to think about it from a perspective that means they get to um, try something different maybe to see it in a, in a way that they've not seen it before. And I do a lot of that through my own lived experience, as well as my um, the certifications that I have within the various modalities that I work with. So I do quite a lot of energy type work, EFT, things like that. Okay. Um, and I also do coaching. And um, the reason why I, in the main, tend to focus on midlife women is because I know that there's a lot of... Um, common language around feeling lost, feeling stuck, feeling like they perhaps don't know where they're going. And this often happens after a time when something in their life has changed quite significantly. Sometimes it might be other things like career or children leaving home, or it could be after a relationship breakdown, as was part of my own lived experience. And um, yeah, I I love this work because helping people start to really put the pieces together about who they are and what they want is, uh, well, it's life changing. You know, it's, it's transformational work that really helps them feel like they're connecting with who they are on a level that they hadn't previously been able to do. Well, I mean, that's 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 a big mission, isn't it, is to help people to kind of understand that space. Yeah, and it's actually really only been the last sort of three months or so that I've got super clear on that is what I am about. Um, You know, sometimes you're kind of ironing out the kinks of like your messaging or your mission. And just recently, I'm like, you know, I'm helping people figure out who they are. And that's like, when you don't know who you are, so many other bits of your life don't make sense. So mm. it's not just about the person, it's mm. about how it impacts other aspects of their life as well. Mm. Um, and of course, you know, when we look at our relationships, when we're not being ourselves, we're not in our relationships yeah. in our fullest sort of highest expression, really. So it's helping people to have those healthier relationships, whether that's with 
family, partners, work, colleagues, anything like that. Um, and human design, as we just touched on very briefly at the beginning, is one of those tools that really helps you get a lot clearer on what you look like in the world. Okay, cool. I'm going to come back to that. What human? Yeah, is. sure. It's <laughs> a really important time of life, isn't it? That you said about midlife. I've mm. heard of midlife crisis and all that. Mm. I guess that is a trigger, isn't that? It's a trigger for knowing that we're unhappy in a certain space or that we're uncomfortable or unfulfilled or whatever it is in that certain space. And it's about the crisis, I guess, comes when we just make these massively drastic changes and think that we've we've jumped into this fantastic idea about what's actually going to make us feel better, just filling maybe one hole with, with something else. Yeah. It is a time of life, isn't it, where things can be more uh your mind is more open to the idea of actually what is maybe life my life all about and you may have put a lot of work in, uh, into your career or into your family or into other areas of your life but like you said not really into yourself and don't really know who you are and where you're going and that and that is absolutely what I tend to find there are so many people that I've had these conversations with where they're like well, I've helped, you know, my kids to figure out their stuff so that they can get on with their lives. I've supported perhaps my parents. I've had my head down and I've not really been looking up. Mm. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, OK, now what? And then they realise there's that whole thing about, well, crikey, I'm, you know, halfway through basically my life and I don't know who I am because I haven't had time to think about it. Mm. And then there's that sort of aspect of now it's starting to feel like maybe a little bit like you're running out of time and life's a little bit too short to start mucking around with trying any more things out. You want to just get on with it, but you don't necessarily know what steps to take to actually do that. Mm. Or what, what you need to be getting on with. Yeah, that's and that's it. You know, there can be so much clarity missing because mm. if you don't know who you are, you don't really know where you're going or what you want. Mm-hmm. Until you've figured out one of those things, it's quite hard to put the other pieces of the puzzle in place. Yeah, and I and I, that comes up so much in my relationship coaching is mm. what do you want? Yeah, yeah. One of my programs is to figure out, okay, what kind of relationship do you have with yourself? Because that's going to be key to the kind of relationships you attract into your life. Mm. What do you want in your relationships? And, and on, a, on a bigger picture, what do you want in your life? And there's a lot of people that say, well, I don't want this and I don't want that and I don't want this. I said, I don't want to know what you don't want. What you do want. Yeah. I don't know what I want. I've never really thought about it. No. And that's that thing. They haven't had that opportunity or the time or the space or the energy. And, you know, certainly for me, and I'm going back, I have to quickly do maths, seven years. You know, that was me. So um, I was probably not what you would technically class as midlife, but I was at a point in my life where something really needed to be sorted out. And I started working with a coach who just said to me, if you can start to think about you and move you higher up the list, the other stuff will fall into place. And I'm just sitting there shaking my head going, "Uh uh-uh, you have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) But of course, I paid her for her guidance, her support to help me figure this stuff out. So I thought, right, well, if I don't listen to you, then I'm a bit of a fool because otherwise I I felt like I tried everything else, Mm. run out of options and was then left in a place of, right, well, I'll try this then because like nothing else worked. Yeah. And, and that was, you know, the beginning of really my like 
moving from caterpillar to butterfly, if you like. Um, Everything really shifted from there. And it quite quickly as well, actually, when I started to just think about me, my needs and being okay with that being higher up on the list. And and what got kind of put you on that journey to actually go, I, I need to figure out who I am. So I had been working on my, um, let's just call it failing marriage for about 18 months. And what that looked like was me trying to sort out everybody else. Okay. Um, So I wasn't even living with my husband at the time. We'd already um, separated in terms of where we were living because we'd had um, a domestic incident. So there'd been a lot of different things that had been like little flashlights of, this is what's going on Mm. I wasn't really paying that much attention I was just still trying to figure everything out Mm. and I'd got to a point where I was like I know this is not what I want going forwards however I have no clue what the future looks like and when this life coach that I started working with said to me tell me about your life I just wanted to laugh because I thought if I don't laugh I'm just going to be crying for the next hour and and that's it you know (laughs) Um, so there was a lot of things going on at home, all kind of in a parallel with each other that were telling me, you know, something has got to change. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, well, I'll have a go at this <laughs> and then we'll see. Um, and thankfully, you know, it it did. It did, as I say, shift some things really quite quickly. Um, and I never if somebody had told me that I would never have listened to them or believed them. So, <laughs> wow. I mean, that shows the power of a engaging in the coaching process yeah yeah very much so and quite a lot of that work was actually just on my beliefs and what I believed I was worthy of what I uh you know allowing myself to open up to um having or being something that I wanted to be rather than just muddling through day by day mm-hmm. it was it was actually a case of about two months before everything completely turned around yeah it didn't take long at all it was incredible when you kind of bought into the idea that life could be more by your design, I guess. Yeah. Very, yeah. And and funnily enough, you know, I didn't know anything about the work that I'm doing now. This has been a much more recent thing. This whole process just got me seeing the power of what you think actually can make a difference in terms of what you actually experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing that happening was you know other people around me were just like what have you been doing where did that come from yeah. and I was like I can only tell you this is what's happened yeah. and then they were just like nah and I was like I know but it's true <laughs> yeah I mean it's a fact it is an unbelievable thing I think when I first recognized that um how your thoughts create your life type thing mm-hmm. you know I thought that's that can't be true that's just like pie in the sky type stuff mm-hmm. yeah they've yeah. known it for thousands of years there's so many kind of old philosophers and i think even buddha's attributed to a quote along those lines that what you think you create Mm. but actually how our mind leads us to define our outcomes Mm. yeah yeah and as i say you know i'd i'd known a bit about the law of attraction but i'd been pretending it (laughs) and and it was just all I think there were just too many things out of whack for that to ever really be able to write itself just in, you know, one area of my life. It was yeah. pretty much a whole recalibration thing that needed to happen, yeah. um, which was pretty much what happened. So, yeah, it was 
amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the law of attraction doesn't work unless you, I think you buy into the idea of it. If your belief systems are, mm. I don't deserve anything, I'm unlovable, I'm this and I'm that, that's all kind of negative stuff. It doesn't mm. matter how much you go, all oh, the law of attraction is going to help me to bring all this good stuff in. If your belief systems are very negative, you're going to keep a, law of attraction dictates you're going to keep creating negatives for yourself exactly yeah yeah that's exactly it <laughs> and when we spoke previously you said that that relationship with yourself helped you to uncover the difficulties within your marriage and how, how did that happen well basically um as i say once once i started to look at what was going on with me well i think initially there was a, a an element of taking some responsibility for what had happened only in terms of what I had allowed right. and what I had um, just not really owned up to in myself. So that in my relationship, you know, where it was complicated and I took on the responsibility, I was just dragging it out, really. That's what was happening. And I can still remember, you know, my now ex-husband, the look on his face when I said, um, oh, I've been working with a coach and she's told me all these things. And you could, what his face was like, well, I'm going to be a goner. He didn't say a word. <laughs> and I was, you know, even at that moment, I wasn't yeah. thinking this is, the end result is this. Yeah. That's what I want. I just kind of trusted the process of what, whatever the right thing is, is what's going to happen. And in going through all of that, I realised going back to the beginning of that relationship where I'd actually gone from another long-term relationship straight into this one, okay. that my, you know, how I saw myself was not very good. Yeah. And so that was what I attracted into my life. Mm -hmm. And I thought, right, well, if this is the end, then it's me time because I need to sort some of that stuff out. But I'm not taking that into another relationship if I ever decide to do that. Yeah. Um, so there was a good eight months of just me time and a lot of inner work, a lot of deep sort of energy healing stuff and meditations and all of those things. Mm -hmm. And not really thinking about what was going to happen next, just to be in that space of this is what is needed right now. Yeah. Uh, and I think too often we're so keen to get to what's coming next, what's coming next, what's coming next, that we don't allow ourselves to fully be in that process of healing. Yeah, I think process is, you know, is massively key to mm. make thought. Because like you said, if you don't process where you are, where you've come from, where you're going, thinking mm. and all those kind of things. Yeah. It's yeah. Hard to then concretely change them, isn't it? Yeah, very very much so. And you know, I was just I can just remember thinking, you know, this is totally I'm not doing this to fix myself for somebody else. I'm doing this because I feel like I need to get back in touch with me and what I want. Mm -hmm. And that's all it's about. Mm -hmm. So it was, I was very clear that this was not about cleaning myself up for, you know, the next thing. Yeah. It was just because that was what needed to happen. Yeah. It was for you and for nothing else. Mm. Interesting that you mentioned that your ex, when he realized the light bulb would sort of come on for you about what was actually going on in the relationship and that you were going to change some things. So they thought, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'm out of here. I've got no open. Yeah. yeah. So and I guess then on a, on a conscious level, he must have known what was going on in the relationship. And then when you kind of then called him out on it. Mm. 
Well, yeah, because, I mean, prior to our separation, you know, we were together for 14 and a half years in total mm -hmm. with all the extra bits and bobs. There had been many times, you know, we are we are talking um, quite um, covert levels of narcissistic abuse. Okay. And I was the one always going, no, no, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. We'll sort it. We'll do this. We'll do that. And actually, when I stopped doing that, that is when everything changed because okay. I just decided, do you know what? This isn't my responsibility. And we had, it was actually pretty much one conversation about two months after that initial, oh God, what's she doing now? We actually ended our marriage on WhatsApp, <laughs> which sounds bizarre, <laughs> but it was like, that was the easiest way for me. Yeah. It was like, is this it? And I just had this moment of going, oh, okay. And then I just replied back, I think it is. All right. Wow, you know, like the cloud that lifted above me. I mean, yeah. I had friends over that weekend and they were like, what are you on? I want some. <laughs> I, I was like, I was euphoric. I mean, I was so right. relieved because yeah. that it had gone on for so long yeah. and I got myself into such a space of always thinking it was going to go back yeah. that I couldn't believe it was done. And it took me a good few months to stop pinching myself. Yeah. That I was actually liberated. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember this when I had my first, unfortunately, abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. The relief mm. I felt when I actually walked out the door. Yeah, but like you, I actually went back because mm. I wasn't sure how to be without the abuse. No. No. Um, and thank goodness she said no. Oh wow! <laughs> and then yeah. as I was walking away, I was like, "Why are you here anyway? Ask you." <laughs> What what's that about? I mean, I was yeah. only 23, 24. Oh wow, yeah. So I had no idea what was going on. Um, but I do remember questioning myself as I got back in the car and I thought, what are you doing here asking her to go back? I mean, that is just un, un ridiculous. Yeah. But something had compelled me mm. to, to return. It's it's a very strange space. Mm, it is extremely, yeah. Yeah. Like you said, what do you do without that? It's been part and of I think that's the thing. When that becomes part of your identity, you're the fixer. You're the person who's always figuring it out. You're the mm -hmm. person who keeps going. You're all of those things. And then you stop doing that. You're like, okay, now what? Mm. And, then, and then there's a moment of, oh, actually, I get, I get to choose. Yeah. And then one of the most powerful memories from the actual day that it happened was I can remember. It, so it was half term, and both of my lads were still school age. And I was like, it's an absolutely stunning, sunny autumn day. Let's go out. And I got in the car and I thought, we don't have to go where we normally go. We get to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Let's just choose to go to a different park. That's all it was. But I remember at that moment thinking, I've just changed the course of everything. Wow. Just by making one different choice. I'm quite emotional just talking about that. But that memory sticks so much in my mind. Yeah. Because I just remember thinking, I can just change things one little decision at a time. And that's what I did. Yeah. And it was, yeah, amazing. Yeah, I think something so simple could be so empowering. Mm, mm. Yeah. I remember when, again, sometimes some relationships, and I thought, oh, I don't have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just, I, I can still remember, you know, it was a beautiful sunny day. It comes up on my Facebook memories as well. Right. It, it's one of those where I was like, I was like inwardly going, oh, <laughs> celebrating and, you know, I've done it. But I didn't tell anyone straight away. No. I didn't quite believe it, but I was just like, you know, come on, girl. And it was just, yeah, amazing. 
<laughs> and again, like you said, all of that because you started to look at you and what you wanted and 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 made some choices for yourself. That's exactly it. Making different choices and making choices that supported me instead of just prop me up and kept me going. Yeah. And also, like you said, the choices you were making were always trying to prop up and support something else or someone. Yeah. Else. Yeah. 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 It was always being the fixer. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Uh, so mm -hmm. tell me a little bit more then about, I mean, you mentioned DFT, that's emotional freedom technique. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. Human design. You mentioned the kind of the spiritual healing and stuff. Could you tell mm -hmm. me a little bit more about what you did personally and then maybe then what you do now in sure. the work that you do and how, and, and, and it's describe human design. Form. Yeah, gladly. So beginning of 2018, I got this um, invitation, not 2018, 2017, anyway, um, invitation to be part of like a group healing online thing where distant healing would be sent weekly. And I was in this space where I was like, oh, well, I've not tried that. And it feels like it might be good. So I was just trusting, you know, things were coming up, new things, something to try. And so I signed up for this and it was just being sent to me weekly. So, you know, distance Reiki healing is energy healing that is sent from wherever to somebody who is willing to be in receipt of this empowering healing energy. Okay. And so it was pretty much, you know, I mean, I was at a point where things between my two lads at home were really quite tricky and it was hard to leave them in the same room together. But I was like, 20 minutes, we can do 20 minutes. Come on. And it was like, I have to do this. So there I went in my own little space, 20 minutes of attempting to relax while I didn't know what they were doing. But anyway, <laughs> and just, um, yeah, just so, you know, you lie in your bed, you meditate, you, you receive this healing. That's it. Right. You can experience different things. And for me, I can just remember this feeling over the course of a few weeks. I felt as though I was surrounded by this shield. And so it was really just, you know, an energy field of like energy that supported what was coming in. And I felt as though all of the negative stuff was just being bounced straight back out again. And I felt in that time and space like, you know what, this is this is what's helping me. It's, it's allowing me to figure some stuff out without other people's things and stuff getting in my headspace and, you know, dragging me down again. Okay. Uh, there were obviously complications trying to figure out the end of marriage type stuff and those kind of things and access to kids and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But I was like, no, no, I get to do this and it's absolutely okay. In fact, it's fundamental because I've got to be, I'm responsible for the kids. Yeah. So I did some of that. I did a lot of journaling. I did, it was, it was really about aligning me with the kind of things I wanted in my life that gave me um, some kind of boost. So I would have more morning routine stuff, quiet time. Um, again, just choosing the things that for me felt good in that moment. Okay. And so it was it was very much a gradual process of now I get to choose for me what would what would that look like? And just, you know, exploring those things mm. um and just gradually figuring them out. Um so that oh over that time, you know, I became more resilient. I um handled some of those difficult conversations more confidently. Okay. Um that that part of it actually was one of the harder ones because you know, when you've been in a difficult relationship where um, you haven't always known whose thoughts you're actually thinking almost. 
Yeah. Um, there was a lot of, you know, trying to figure that out while I was doing that stuff. Yeah. So that was all going on while I was supporting my kids through school and college and various other things that were going on. And it was really just a time. I mean, I was in my element. I can remember. So I'd take my youngest to go see his dad. And on the way home, I stopped at the gym where I had a membership. There was a spa and it was just just being time. Yeah. It was absolute bliss. You know, I was really in my element. I was thinking about different things I might want to do, working a bit more on my business. And at the time I worked in the wedding industry. So I have kind of gone on a little bit of a journey with that one. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, so it, it was really just about taking that time to choose me for me's sake and thinking about what that looked like. Mm-hmm. Um and through the course of that, then because my uh, my frequency, my vibration, what I was putting out into the universe was much higher. I was attracting, connecting with different people. Um, and that, in fact, was also how I attracted my soulmate. So we are now together. We've been together for six years. Um, and that was he had a similar story to me. Right. Um, and that was how we kind of found our way. And the longer we've been together, the more things we've found our way into. Mm-hmm. Um, so over time, obviously, then we went through um, COVID and all of that stuff. And I changed the direction of my business. And so I'm fast forwarding a little bit, but I'm bringing you into 2021 now. <laughs> Are you keeping up? <laughs> um, having Having done and tried lots of different things, that was where I then discovered about human design. Right. And um, what human design is, is a combination of, so it's a really powerful, relatively new system in terms of its discovery, but it brings together the chakras. It brings in um, Eastern and Western astrology, the Judaic Kabbalah, which is the tree of life, the Chinese I Ching, which is thousands of years old. And um, in the new frequency of the language in quantum human design, it also includes quantum physics. Right. Okay. And all of these things come together to create what's known as your body graph. So the positions of all of the planets and a lot of other information come together to tell you your energy type. And what your energy type is helps you understand how you work in the world, Right. how you interact with other people, how you attract things into your life in terms of, whether or not things come along and you respond to them or whether you're invited to go out and do things. So each of the different types does things in a different way. And when you get to know a little bit more about that, you can then be like, now I understand why some opportunities have passed me by because actually maybe they were right, but I didn't recognize that. So didn't respond didn't go after it, didn't do whatever would have been the natural course of things for me to do. Mm-hmm. And also it helps you to see how other things over time, throughout your life, in fact, you know, some people, when they find out what their energy type is, they understand why their life has gone a certain way. Um, and so it's it's a really powerful system for self-discovery and self-knowledge because you can see who you are in the world and how you relate to other people. But then you see it through a different kind of lens. And you're like, if I were to do that differently, that would be a like an interesting conversation to have with somebody. Um, so I'm currently out there doing a lot of teaching about these things. I'm doing talks at spiritual fairs. I'm doing 
podcasts. I'm doing sort of online things um, mm. to help more people know about it and start to understand it. But as actually, the more conversations I'm having, the more I'm finding there are more people than I realised that know about it, but aren't really fully stepping into what it means for them. No, I can imagine because that's quite um, a quite a complex mix of approaches, isn't it? Uh, it is. Yeah, to be able yeah. to buy into because, like you said, if I was to if you talk to me about like quantum energy and stuff, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm going to be talking about chakras or even though you can see maybe where the similarity. And then would I then look at planets and exactly? Uh, I don't yeah. know if I, you know, I think there's going to be a mindset there where you're able to allow yourself to align with all of that mm. stuff. And that's and that's it. When you're approach. open, mm. you can kind of see possibilities in different ways and what was really interesting for me was I discovered about human design in 2021 had quite a few other things going on we were planning a wedding and various other things Mm -hmm. and so I kind of put it down and then it kept pulling me back and it was one of those you know when something doesn't leave you alone usually there's a reason for that and over time to like the beginning of last year I started to realize I feel as though I'm being called to find out more and get really involved with this. Mm -hmm. Um, So um, as it actually turns out, the way that my energy type operates, I'm something that's known as a manifesting generator. That's exactly how I'm supposed to engage in things. The way that it happened was exactly what played out in front of me, even though I didn't know that at the time. Yeah. So that was really interesting. And then I went on to do some certification training with a lady called Karen Curry Parker, who's based in the States. And she's one of the world leaders in human design. So um, like she knows my first name and stuff like that. It's one of those really nice environments for that kind of learning. But there's thousands of members in you know, her her trainings and everything that she does. In fact, just this weekend, it's the International Human Design Conference, and I've been part of the volunteer team of doing stuff online to help manage Zoom rooms and various bits yeah. and pieces. Okay. So, you know, it's a global thing. It's mm. not sort of like one of those little bits of information. And as I say, the the more conversations I'm having, so I'm talking to people who are organising spiritual events, and they're either, oh, I know a little bit about it. Can you help us find out more? Or somebody else who said, I haven't I didn't know about it but when I looked at the information that you've put on your website I wanted to know more so can we like have another conversation which is yeah. just fab because the more people that know about it then you know the more can start understanding what it means for them and the the Chinese element what did you say that was called I didn't quite so the I Ching which is the uh the hexagrams so um fundamentally what I'm going to say is hands up I don't know about all of these individual things I know what part they play as it relates to um, the human design chart. Yeah. And the hexagrams actually has to do with the profile part of your design, which is actually your learning style and your interpersonal, the way that you relate to other people. So some people have a particular makeup that means they tend to be people who like to be by themselves and do their own thing until somebody calls them out and says, hey, do you want to join me for this? Instead of them going out and trying to make things happen that aren't really energetically engineered for them, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, which completely made sense, I'm the type who likes to learn lots of things and have lots of knowledge and has tried out and experimented with lots of different things. And when I learned that, I was like, oh, thank you. Now I feel like I've made peace with being somebody who's just done so many different courses. (laughs) Things like that. So it really helps you 
understand a bit more about who you are, but also make peace with things that you might have seen as flaws previously. And yeah. now you can just be like, no, actually, I get to be okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Again, that's really interesting, mm-hmm. isn't it? Because we are labelled, aren't we? Yeah, so much. There's things about us that we might not do or like to do, etc. Mm. People will label that as, as a negative or a judging. Mm. Think it's not quite right because it doesn't fit. I mean, I haven't, I, I, not not by conscious choice, but I've cut out alcohol a fair bit over the last twelve months or so. And I mm-hmm. had four months of not drinking it last year. I think I had three or four months this year, twenty twenty three of not drinking. And it's really weird when people ask you why you're not drinking. I just, I just don't really want to. Yeah, I don't fancy it, uh, and they're yeah. like, well, "That's weird. Come on, have a drink." And and I'd even had people that wouldn't go out one night because. Ah. They were like, I don't want to go if you're not drinking. And um, you know, and it's interesting that until yeah. it's, it's all this kind of stuff, you sort of think, okay, why why is that important to you? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, completely. Because then it feels a bit like, so what's different about me when I'm not drinking? And what have I have I missed something? Yeah. Like, am I a different person when I'm drinking or not drinking? Not really. No. But really. I guess it's the same with the other stuff that you're mentioning is is accepting that as, that's who you are regardless of whether other people are buying into that. Yeah, massively. And it's it's such a, a really insightful tool to see into yourself and go, this is why I'm like this. And this is what I get to, this is the story that I get to tell about that now. So that you craft a much more empowering story. And then the narrative of that is what plays out and you get to live that life that is, much truer to who you really want to be mm-hmm. and aligned with you know a, a different potential than perhaps you were seeing before yeah. so you can see why it fits really nicely with all the kind of midlife stuff mm-hmm. and all of that self-discovery because yeah. there's so many different levels and layers to it yeah there's a completely huge depth of understanding about mm-hmm. it. what yeah. i really like about that sort of what i do with my clients too is actually if i can understand me from that perspective mm-hmm. i can also do turn that outwardly and go okay i can understand now so when these people ask me why i'm not drinking i'll say okay that's not a me thing that's a you thing yeah yeah i might even try and if i can put my coaching head on i might dive with some <laughs> questions as well it's funny what people perceive as you know they're normal and it's like I can't understand why someone wouldn't do that Mm. I can't understand that and it's like well it's just a choice that's it Mm. I I love the the, with when you can figure out yourself there's also that bigger picture of okay if I know why I do these types of things I can now take my looking at me head off and look at other people and go okay rather than me taking something personally or being lost with something or bewildered by something i can go okay i do this for this reason so maybe i can now understand that they have a reason for doing what they do and and mm. whether i want to explore that buy into it walk away from it whatever i know i can now have a choice to do so mm. yeah yeah definitely yeah. um so all the stuff the kind of that you put together um how, how do you now do work with your clients in that space So I have, um, I mean, obviously it's been happening over time because I've been, as I started certifying just about a year ago, but I've been working with a business coach to put together something that fundamentally what it does is it helps people go on what they call your human design experiment. So a lot of it is about trying things out and seeing how things happen differently in life. And what we've been finding in the industry is that people are getting their human design chart, finding out what their type is, and then 
just kind of going about their day and not really doing a lot with the information. So some of the stuff that I have put together, I have individual readings, but you can have individual ones for things like life purpose readings, um, finding out how your intuition works. There's loads of different things you can use it for. I'm just doing a beta version at the moment, and I've got a few people signing up for that, which has been awesome, which really helps them start to get to know more about their chart, their energy, how it all works, so that they can really start to go on that experiment and embody the learnings and the unlearnings, actually, to be able to take those empowering steps forward. So that's that's one of the things that I'm promoting the most, actually, at the moment, which um, it's all on my website as well. So that's um, just worth mentioning. But yeah. Well, do you want to give a mention to what the website is now we'll see that you've just mentioned? That. Yeah, that's brilliant. Thank you. So it is just jacquelinekent.co.uk. Um, and if you go on there, you can click quite easily and find the free guide that helps you understand a little bit about human design. Um, and then there's another section on there that's called Simple Self-Discovery, which is where you get to find out a little bit more about the different options and what might work for you or book a call if you just want to have a chat about it. And I guess that's the great thing about what you do and also what I do. You've got the experience for that now as well, haven't you? You've got yeah. a lived experience of how this stuff, how you can put this all together. Uh, well, this is the thing. Some of the what I love sharing in in some of the trainings that I do is real life examples of how some of these bits and pieces fit together. So mm-hmm. one of my things and in fact, my husband's because we both have the similar energy type is there's a really important piece, which is about informing, which is all about letting people know what you're up to. Because mm-hmm. if you're somebody that moves quite quickly and you go off and do things and you've not told anyone, there's a lot of stuff that goes on around that. Yeah. And so, you know, I will tell little stories about it. he went to the shops and he came back so quickly. I'd not had a chance to tell him we needed milk or whatever, you know, little things like that. But real life examples that help people go, oh, so if that was me and I did that, this is how differently that conversation would then be. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, and I like making up little stories. I mean, I'm, you know, I've, I've published a couple of books, so I like I like to tell a story. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's okay. one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> and what, what are your books about? So I've got two. I've got my memoirs, which were actually published in 2018 before I even changed direction in my business. And that is my what I call my real life roller coaster story, um, which is called Onward and Upward. Again, all of this, you can find it on the website. So we don't need it for links and things, I don't think. Um, The other one is actually a self-help book, which is fundamentally it shares parts of my journey, but then the tools that I used as I went along on it and how that helped me and helping people understand there are so many different ways that you can do what we would call Mm self-help to just start to take a little bit of time to really think seriously about what you need for you and um so yeah you know there's different exercises in there and various different things to help them just take that bit of time to put themselves at the forefront of things and and see what they need to do next and that's that seems like that was a, a pretty much an amazing kind of decision that you made, wasn't it? Is to put yourself at the forefront of your own life. I've got um, I've got a, a, a quote that I posted several years ago now, but uh, it was uh, "Don't be afraid to sit in the front row of your own life." Love it, yeah. And that and that's exactly it. What the one that I always say is, you are the only person you're guaranteed to spend the rest of your life with. So start getting comfortable with it. Yeah most definitely because hmm. i think i said it at the beginning that if you don't have that relationship with yourself 
in a good space then it, mm. it on all those other relationships that it really does yeah and you know seeing that evidence playing out or looking back and going yeah that's why that was never going to work yeah <laughs> <Makes such> difference <laughs> Mike, it makes a huge difference mm. um, thank you for your time today Jacqueline um so if you if people want to get in touch with you just tell them again your website and they can get access to your freebies there and also any links to your books that's great thank you it is just jacquelinekent.co.uk and you can find all the resources and everything you might want on there i've got blog posts the works so excellent, excellent. i've really enjoyed talking i'm afraid yeah. it's one again one of those conversations i want to ask you a little bit more about your soulmate and everything else that maybe we'll have to do a part two part two <laughs> yeah. see how, again especially because it was through your healing of that relationship with yourself mm-hmm. and what you then decided to allow into your life then and allow the person to come in and it's very I'd like to hear more about and that maybe another time again like you said yeah. similar journey that they were on and, mm. and and that kind of maybe how they allowed you to come towards them as well I mean oh it, definitely yeah yeah the stuff obviously about relationships and how people come together and especially when they do f- do do the work that they can do in order to create the healthy relationships that they mm. yeah definitely yeah that'd be great Thank you for having me on. You're welcome. Do you have a kind of a quote or a, a words of wisdom that you like um, that we could just leave the listeners with today? I quite happily will. And it's actually something that was, when I wrote my first book, I was encouraged to think of what the theme for it was. And it mm-hmm. just came out at the end and I thought, no, that's it. The quote is, you always have a choice. Awesome. There you are. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's interesting because when I first started my coaching business, my slogan was live the life you choose. Ah, <laughs> excellent. Um, thanks again for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure talking yes. to you. And I look forward to speaking to you again. Thanks a lot. Take care. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, follow and review the show. That is very much appreciated. And please do reach out if you would like to know more about how you can create healthy, intimate relationships in your life. I will leave you with this quote from Carl Bond. Although we can't go back and make a brand new start, we can start now and make a brand new ending. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Relationship Guide.